So today I'm going to give you a small, simple message after revival. We spoke about lost sheep, and I know you have identified yourself from which condition, which state of lost you are, and you have made some commitment and made some, uh, you know, some decision to turn back to God. I pray and appreciate for that, and I will continue praying for the decision that you took. Uh, let that not the enemy come and steal, but you may be strong in the word. In the word, Psalm 30 was five and six we are going to look into through that it is through the psalms of david is a blessedness of answered prayer and the psalm says for his anger is but for a moment and his favor is for life weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning is there anybody who want to shout a praise to god prophetical his anger is for a moment he may turn his face for a moment but what happened his favor is for life amen and those who are weeping those who are those who are struggling i will have a good news not my my news it is the new word that god spoken through his beloved servant david under the anointing and the inspiration of the holy spirit he says those who are weeping I believe it is for a small time, for a night, and the joy is coming in the morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What is that psalmist says? The psalmist says his anger is for a short time. So when we deny him, we walk against his commandments, we walk on our own way, definitely as a father he shows his dissatisfaction upon us. He angers for a moment. But what he says, but he do not take away the favor of the father from you. Amen. How many of you connect with your biological father? He may be angry for some time, but he don't say, huh, you did it so? So tomorrow, tonight onwards, I will not feel you. No, he doesn't say so. He will sell himself, but still provide for you. A father is a very peculiar person. You know, yeah, doesn't know. Mother, yeah, is wonderful, but father, uh, to understand a father, it's very difficult. Yeah, that's why he made this so simple himself, so that we can know him in a deeper way. And uh, what is saying, favor is for a lifetime. That means many things are coming in your way, but a time of victory is coming. Amen. Amen. And it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I want to tell somebody, your weeping is going to end tonight, means this season. Now another season is coming where you will be joyful. Amen. I always say, Happiness comes with happenings. Joy comes from the Lord. You know? Happening, happiness comes with happenings. You know? Happiness, you are past, you are happy. You have $100,000 in your bank, you are happy. Your business flourishes, you are happy. Somebody says you look good, you are happy. But if somebody says she, you looks, she looks better than you, happiness gone. 
But joy comes from the Lord. And what is verse 6 says? Verse 6 says, Now, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Okay? In my prosperity, I said, I shall not be moved. So what was it? Sami said, when everything was going well, Wilfred, I said to myself, I shall never be moved. Means nothing is going to touch me. And that is the place where we have the very good audacity to leave God and say that like a prodigal son, try everything. Understand that? Sami is saying, I said I will not be moved. But when it was happening, in my prosperity, in connecting with our words, our world, what is that? Everything when it is going, crystal, everything is going well, then we think that nothing else is going to happen. You know, we forget that a day has 24 hours and many minutes and seconds. God can move, change things in nanoseconds. You know, and we forget that why in my prosperity, why I am in my prosperity, verse 7, what it says? Lord, by your favor, you have made me, my mountain stand strong. And you hit your face, I was troubled. So when everything is going well, why it is going well? Because, Lord, your favor have made me stand like an unmovable mountain. Amen. Don't say, oh, because of my degree, my knowledge, my contacts, my business, this thing. Whenever you say, whenever, whenever you start bragging or boasting and pridefully saying, I will, very dangerous word it is, I will. You know, when it is not under anointing of the Holy Spirit, the I will is what can create many things. So, God. The psalmist says, Lord, when your favor does, while I was there, I was like a mountain. But what happened? He says, when you hit your face. So, you understood now? Whenever you are going well, that is the favor of God. And when you are in trouble, that is the place God hid his face. You forget that when everything goes well. You forget that it is by the grace of God I am unmovable. You forget that this is the favor of God that in my young age I got a breakthrough. I get attention all over the world. People are, people are seeking me. People are ready to listen to me. You know? When big, big scientists start, and start speaking, people don't hear. But when Emmanuel stands and speaks, people want to hear. Why? Because his favor is upon him. His favor is upon you, each one of you. Why somebody will listen to you? Because the favor of God is upon you. And when his face he it, what happens? We are in trouble. Am I talking to somebody here? There is a, there is a pro 
probability the enemy get you so badly you know put in an equation of confusions that when you go success hey you deserve the clap why that man is taking the clap god hides his face that when you drag to attract attention to yourself by you for your thing god hides because it is god resist the crowd i want to tell you i want somebody to thank god and clap for god when most of the people around you failed but god never allowed you to fail when very big big businessmen's business like a bunch of car crumble your small startups of nail or hair or cake it never crumbled you were getting double profit why you know because god's favor is upon you god's favor is upon you no that's why when no yesterday i was talking to somebody i do not know this taxis is right or not but he is a very good person who have all information he said pastor oi you know one thing in india after all the people that sleep in the night in the morning two and a half lakhs of people never get up in the morning Two and a half lakh thousand means two fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand people in India. They never get up in the morning because all over India, in a population of one point four billion, two thousand two hundred fifty thousand people, they do not get up in the morning. But you and me got up, and we are here to praise God. Somebody shout and praise God. it is the favor of god when the favor of god is there you are like a mountain unmovable mountain but when his face was when his face was hid we were troubled may i tell you based on this if god's favor is taken out of you then you are nothing no matter how big your degree is no matter you have a cambridge degree or oxford university degree whichever big big university name you have it but when god's favor is that's why john 15 says without me you can do nothing i i want to ask some of the worship team member why you could able to sing because favor is upon you i want to ask some intercessor why you could able to pray because favor is upon you i want to ask some ushering team member why you could able to usher out of this 200 300 people why some 10 15 girls not even two boys i see all the girls are ushering but no boys come forward to usher but even the the girls today i saw with the big water bottle go and bring and they could fetch water for you all of us why because the favor of god is upon them you are missing that 
Even if you want to bring a bottle of water, the favor of God is not upon you. Why? Because in your prosperity you think, hey, I come to church, I appear to bring water. Not only it is physical. Let me tell somebody here. When you say in spiritual that I can do a posting that I pray I fast, God hides his face. Understand that? If some problem happens, what is the first thing that you do? I will pray. I will fast. God will say, Moses and Abraham comes and lift up their hands. I will not listen to you today until and unless you are not meek. Whenever you think that you can do your own way, fasting, praying, God will hide his face. And when God hides in your face, living violence, you are in trouble. Isaiah chapter 59, 2 says, because of your iniquity, he turns his face away from you. Iniquity, you are not, you are not a alcoholic, you are not a womanizer, or you are not a anything XYZ. You are, you are lawfully, you are a good person. But still, God changes his face. Why? Because you have pride, you have boasting in your life. How many of you know the very first sermon what Jesus gave in the Sermon of Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 3. What is that he said? Jesus said, blessed are the poor in the spirit. Means what? Blessed are the one who is empty in his heart. The one who is poor in his hand, heart. What is saying? In other words, what is Jesus saying? The one who is dependent on me, he is blessed. He is the poor one. Poor is dependent on somebody else. Financially poor people. They are dependent on. What is the poor in the spirit? The one in the spirit says, Lord, without you I am nothing. Cursed and approved are they. And what we do? We boast. And that's a place where you pray and pray and pray and fast and fast and worship and worship. You could see nothing happening. I have gone through that. In my young age of, you know that I completed 25 years of ministry, church, 26 years of as pastor. In this, I have gone many times when I depended upon my ability. It's not about somebody else. I'm a pastor willing to accept what I did in my youthful time of ministry. I did all this wrong thing. When I grown up, Spirit of God taught me and today I'm teaching you and people so that you may not walk in the same way. Understand that? When you are dependent, you know what? God will back you up. As long as you are dependent on Him. As long as you say that I am helpless without you. The heaven will back you up. If you boast, God will hide His face. Why? Because the Bible says the Lord resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. 
all good, all happy. But testing time comes, murmuring and complaining. Some of you, some of you or some of us, we are people who live a lawful life. Praise God for that. Sitting many young people here, you can say like that Pharisee. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't womanize. I don't have boyfriend, I don't have girlfriend. I give the tithe, everything. But everything is okay. But somewhere your attitude is a killing attitude. Without anybody's knowledge, you will spread such rumors or gossip. There will be character assassination without bloodshed. No law can frame you also. Praise God for the lawful life. If you are not smoking, praise God for that. If you are not drinking, praise God for that. If you are praying, praise God for that. God delights to have that. But if you have a boasting of your own self, God will still resist. God never says that I will resist the lawful. God says I resist. Karina, what is that? I resist the proud, the pride, the boastful. Blessed are the poor in the spirit. What is that? For thus is the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. How many of you going well in your spiritual life? Ten days, good prayer. No, Pastor, my prayer life is, I have seen this. My prayer life, very good. I have good prayer time. I have good worship time. Every morning, six o'clock, I get up. I pray, I do this thing. And two days, three days, testimonies are there. Fourth day morning or fourth, third day evening, something happened. Your priorities on the fourth day changed. Gospel. That's what Apostle Paul says sometimes. Bible said, no. Have you said, see you tomorrow. Apostle Paul says, hey fool, don't you know that? We don't know about tomorrow. Say that God willing, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow is also a boastful statement. Because we think that I control my life, so definitely I will see you tomorrow. Forget about tomorrow, see, while going something and happen and finish. But all this thing through, you and me stand like a mountain. Why? Because of the favor of God. Amen. I tell you, when we are in, 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 when we, we are in trouble, when God hides his face. So what happens, what, what the, I'm, I'm concentrating on Psalm 30, okay, what the psalmist is doing, let us say, turn to, to verse 8, 9 and 10. I cried out to you, O Lord. And to the Lord I made the supplication. Verse 9. What profit is there my, in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Verse 10. Say, hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. What does the psalmist this? First thing, when you have this kind of boastful life and you are having a problem when God hides face, what is the first thing you need to do? The psalmist says seek the face of God. Seek the face of God. 
You need to keep seeking the face of God all the time of your life. Understand? What is Amos chapter 5, 4, 6? Amos chapter 5, 4. Very wonderful word. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me <laughs> and live. What it means? Be dependent on me and live. And then, next verse. But do not seek Bethel, nor in the Gilgal, nor pass over to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Why? What is Bethel? Gilgal and Beersheba here it is talking about. Because if you know Bethel is the place where Jacob met God. Remember in Genesis chapter 28 Bethel is the place the house of the Lord that Jacob called that place Bethel. Okay. What is Gilgal? Gilgal is the place in Joshua's time when the spiritual reproach of Israel was removed according to Joshua chapter 5. And what is Beersheba? Beersheba is the place, place connected to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob according to Genesis chapter 21. So these are very, these are, what do you call it as a, these are open doors in those times, Bethel, Gilgal and Beersheba. That's why I said every name in the Bible, every place of the name are important for our spiritual life. So what is saying, Apostle Paul, uh, uh, what is uh, the psalmist says, don't think about uh, where Bethel, Bershwa means, not the chariots, not the power, not the place. You are living in that place, I am from this country, that country, this ministry, don't do that. What you need to do? Seek me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Seek me and live. Some of us are living what say, I am a member of this church. What difference it makes? God says, don't seek that. Seek me. Keep on seeking, asking God's favor on your life. Keep on seeking and ask mercy of God, grace of God in your life. I have a, I have a correction to tell you. If at all everything is going well, don't forsake to seek the favor of God every morning upon you. Don't forsake to seek the mercy of God in every... Even if, even if your health is good, Lord, I seek your face. Your finances are good, Lord, I seek your face. I seek your mercy. Why, you know? Because when the sun sets free, it's free. Amen. If God cannot, if God does not uh, free you, then you cannot, you will struggle in worshipping. You will struggle in Bible reading. You will struggle in praying. You will struggle in, in fasting. You will struggle in walking a spiritual walk according to the principles of God. Why? Because the sun sets free. That's why Psalm 127, 1 and 2 says what it says. If the Lord doesn't the builders moving is in me. Even everything is going well. Keep asking God, God, pour out your mercy upon me. Pour out your grace upon me. 
the face of God again and again and again and again and again. And that's what, you know, how many of you know the Lord's Prayer? That is what the Lord taught us, uh, give us our daily bread. What means, I, in another way, what was saying, Lord, I am dependent on you for my daily bread. Give me your daily bread. He doesn't say, give me my, my monthly ration. Give me, me my 15 days egg. No, give me my daily bread. How many of you know, even if your cupboard is full of food, but if do not, God doesn't favor you, you cannot eat it. Some of them are, cannot eat because they do not have. Some of them are there, they cannot eat, even if they do, they have. Favor of God. When you get a food, thank you for the favor. Because there are many, maybe in your country, maybe in your home, there may be people who never get the food that you eat here. The clothes, the styles that you do in India may not be the clothes and styles you, you put on in your country. I see the things of country back home, how you are, how your mothers, your parents are there. depending upon. Second thing. So first thing is what? Seek the face of God. Second thing. What is sin? What is sin? Sin is something that's, that separates us from God. Am I right or not? According to the general law, what is the sin says? Anything that, anything that we break the law of God is a sin. Now how many of you know that a spiritual person's sin is what? Because, listen to me carefully. If you are not born again, there is a sin that is prevailing and you can fail it. But when a spiritual person, born again person, what is the greatest sin? What is the kind of sin that you can do it? Yeah? Praying is a sin. Yeah, not praying. I will tell you, before coming into conclusions and anything, you know, how many of you know that you have a disconnect from God in certain certain point of time? You are away from God. That is a sin. A spiritual person disconnected from the Lord what is that? The spiritual person separated from the Lord in the eyes of God is a sin. We are distracted. In a point of distraction. You know? In other words, what I can see? How many of you know the gap theory? Gap theory, you know? Okay. Anything that any change, like you know, Sometimes it says no, the spinal cord, there is a gap. You know, so pain starts. Medical science, they say there is a gap. The same thing, in your spirituality, sometimes you have a gap there. A void, which does not have God there. A area, a attitude, a lifestyle that 
disconnects you from God. Suppose you say, okay, I go to the work, eight hours, I go to the school, am I disconnected? No, you are not disconnected that time because you are investing your time for a particular assignment that God has given. As a student, you are come to, but when you bunk and go for a movie or sit with a girlfriend, boyfriend, what is happening? Distracting Adam. Gap is happening. There is a church going on and you are sitting somebody where there you are drinking, a gap is happening. So gap is very important. We need to be careful about it. You know, but when you go to the school or when you go back to an office, but when you come back, what happens? You immediately get connected with God. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? If you don't connect, that is a sin. Don't come up with some assignments God given because like student, you are studying, I'm working. So I go to my office, then I come back and then I go into the pressures of my day, then I am distracted. But when I come back, thank you Lord for the day. Thank you for your favor that eight hours I could do my work. Thank you I could drive the car. And when you are taking shower, then you are preparing, you put a music, gospel music, you start singing with it and praising it and then you are cooking your work. No? Just don't, don't, just do not play the gospel music and use it like that is not a worship, okay? When you are not singing, you are not worshipping, you are just listening. Okay? So, when you are doing, you are just getting connected, distracted. I want to tell you, what is distraction, what I am talking about, a deliberate move out of God. And then, what, third point, you know, what, does God take it very seriously, this distraction? Yes. We take it lightly. We take it lightly. But God takes it serious. God takes it serious. Because it is a sin. You know, how many of you know that when there was a Sin of mankind was upon his own son. God turned his face from him. That much seriously think about sin. The gap. You think that Jesus was disconnected? Gap is there? Yes. Because he is the son of God. He is part of the trinity. But now he is fully man. And he is carrying the sins of the world. God turned his face. And that's the place when Jesus first time called, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Every time he called Father, only time he said, my God, because with sin, he cannot call him Father. He can only look to a God. Many of you sitting here, you are Christian, but you call him God. Because you have not embraced the fatherhood of the Almighty. The gap is still there. You act on your own way, your own style. Last time I said you launch out yourself on your own way. You think that I have a ministry, I need to launch out. Come on. People say, Peter did. But Jesus called him. Peter, come. Have you heard Jesus called you? Have you heard Jesus saying, okay, make us make an album, make a book, write a book. Have you heard? 
fourth point. I want to tell you, God doesn't tolerate disconnection from us. Not even an iota of, we call it as nanosecond or refractions, we don't like it. Why? Because He loves us. And because He loves us, He chastises us. Rebuke us. Bible says in common, Hebrew chapter 12, 6 and 7. Hebrews chapter 12, 6 and 7. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Okay? 7. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with son. For what son is there? What son is there whom a father does not chasten? So if you are there, you are a son and a daughter of God, God will chasten you. God will rebuke you. Because he is your father. When your father slaps you or beats you or says something, it is not because he wanted to kill you. Because he loves you. That's why he corrects you. Because sometimes you don't learn from the word. That's why punishments are there, needed. Bible says, punish your children with a stick. Don't use the chapels and sandals and don't the bullets and swords or anything. Take a stick and beat him. Some of you are wavered because your parents have not punished you. That's why you are you, you are leading a life that is your own definition. Ho. What ho? Hey man, how are you? Your dad. Hey man. Chill, cool. What languages? Talking to your father. No respect. And in that time your, your father say, give a one and six. This is how you teach him. Why? Because a godly father needs to correct. Because if he, he treats your biological father like that, how much he will disobey his heavenly father. We learn from our heavenly father how should be a biological father. God takes it very seriously. Why I said, a divine love will never tolerate blemish. His eyes will be always upon you. So that you may not get distracted. I'm sorry to ask this question in the church. A couple of us are married. Publicly known married people. Me and my brother. Hello, you're married. My sister is also there, some sister. Yeah, she is married. If we go and ask our we go and ask our spouses, okay? Just ask, what do you feel that if I look for somebody? Forget about living. While you're asking, AK-47 will come and kill you. Those who have, though I don't agree with it, those who have boyfriend and girlfriend, if you ask that person, 
If I look for somebody, that is the same thing with God. When we, having Him as our Heavenly Father, Jesus as our Heavenly Husband, we walk in sins, we become prostitutes and adulterous world, and He do not want a bride with blemish. So he's very serious about you. I want to tell you, are you in the church? Or are you the church? You are the church, God will not tolerate blemishing. And those who are in the church, it's okay. It's okay. You face the song. A pure love does not tolerate distraction. You understand? And if you distract, he will not spare you. Understand that? What he will do? He will hide his face from you. Fifth point, when this Bible I, verses I read, I came to that. Why is God so serious with me? Why is God with serious with me? There are many Christians, they do everything, but they are growing, they are flourishing, they, are, they never fall in sick, they never have bankruptcy, their pieces are paid in time, and they have cars, they have multiple of uh, uh, partners, many things are happening, they are living in a lavish houses, they, in India they have cars, they always have music, and they go to hi-fi hotels, restaurants, why I am still eating that 10 rupees donut? Do you want an answer? Because God is serious with you. He is not serious with those people. Christian, but living in the worldly standard, is growing and growing. Because his growth will finish here only. But here you will be poor, but there will be there you will be rich. God is serious with you. He's serious with you. If you do what they do, God will spank you. He will hide his face. I want to repeatedly tell you the church of PSU. What the world does, you are not allowed to do. And if you do it, God will chastise you in his love. You will say what? If you are going with the both eyes to hell, better one eye. Okay, your eyes are wandering, let me pull one eye. You have had this problem, okay? God will chastise you. Don't compare with people of the world. People of the world, they may be Christian. But you are not just Christian. For them, Yahweh is God. For you, Yahweh is Father. You are what? Son and daughter. If there is some sons and daughters, let there be a shout of praise in the house of the Lord. And that's why every Sunday, like a 
lighthouse standing here god reminds you you are not supposed to live the life that other christians for whom i am god they live you are my sons and daughters amen, amen. and i want to tell you these are here he will be more serious with you he will be more serious why he will be more serious because god is in the business i tell you business god is in the verge of preparing every single person into the image of christ in time amen and you know let me ask you uh yeah okay if you want to have a physical but suppose a marathon here in paru how much training you will take okay 100 meters run basketball you play basketball football soccer nothing only put the jacket three no who plays soccer okay how much training you how much practice performance you will take when it is for psu psu or pu they are in paru university if you have to play with some teams how much training you will take two or three days but if you are selected to olympics what you will do it will increase i want to tell you god is preparing you to turn you into the image of christ so rigorous training is going to come you need to prepare for a greater role not as just as a church on the face of the earth but to transform you into the image of his son and every every big assignments comes with a rigorous training are you ready for a rigorous training Amen. you know if you go ask anybody they say we stopped eating milk products you need to that their coaches do not allow them to have they have to sleep at 8 o'clock sleep at 8 o'clock they yeah, one of the badminton player world champion pv sindhu she says she has not seen her mobile phone for 8 months her coach do not allow her to see a mobile phone any messages his parent her parents said to the coach if it is needed the coach will tell i want to tell you the time of christ is coming preparation of the bride is ready you are in the beauty parlor of the holy spirit a greater anointing is coming a greater preparation is coming and god is turning that and he will not tolerate i don't doubt blood is in your life am i talking to you god want you to be serious with your walk with him why god why god is selecting you because god want you to touch the nations with the end time message that he has put in your heart you are the ambassador you are the evangelist how many gospels are there in the new testament how many gospels are there seven when is the gospel gospel four you are wrong there is five gospel you know come on okay tell me what are the four gospel matthew mark luke john what is your name your name 
You forgot? I'm asking you. You are me. Why is it me? What is she said? Prudence. Prudent. You are the fifth gospel. You are the fifth gospel. Many may never read this Bible, but they see you. What is what are you showing to people? You are the fifth gospel. When you walk in the marketplace, know that you are the gospel walking with flesh and blood in the market. When you are speaking to somebody, know that you are the fifth gospel. And somebody should not say, hey, Sarkar, what kind of language is he speaking? That means you are a bad testimony for the gospel. Hey, what kind of children they are? See what kind of clothes they are wearing, or what kind of fighting they are doing. You know, what kind of abusive words they are using. They came for study. What do you say? You are defiling the testimony, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who is that gospel? You. Who is that gospel? You. Don't just say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You are the living gospel. That is a readable gospel. You are a witnessing gospel. In other words, I can say, you are the manifested gospel. God manifested through you. How many of you are delighted to know that? All those who clap and lift your hands, that comes with a great responsibility, my dear. That's why he is serious with you. Don't be like others, other Christians. Let them drink, let them smoke. It's okay. Because Bible says he's not interested in people, those who are living to die. But when you get distracted, he becomes serious with you. How many of you know in the book of Exodus? In the book of Exodus, Moses, when he was in the palace, he killed a person and uh, he went into wilderness and he saw God Yahweh's glory in the burning bush. Know the story? And from there, God assigned him. Go with the road that I have given to you, that I will turn miracles. You go and lead my people, go to Pharaoh and tell that. What you tell? That allow my people to go. And what happened? Moses with his wife and his children, they were going as an anointed servant of God. Anointed servant of God, you know, and they are walking with everything. What is the responsibility? 600,000 people to be led, not biggest, one of the, one of the big leaders. 6,000 people, 600,000 people to lead. He was going and while he was going, God came against him to kill him. Know that? God came against to kill him. And praise God that his wife, for wives, so, so it is better to marry. Okay, not to girlfriends. Okay, get her to marry because wives are sometimes, most of the time, they are a blessing. 
boyfriends and girlfriends are not husband and wife is always a blessing this wife she immediately went though she was not supposed to she circumcised her two sons and cut the skin and put on the feet of Moses and God relented from killing Moses understood that why what was that god came to kill him why because if you read exodus chapter 4 24 to 26 you can see that how can a leader live in disobedience because how many of you know when in the book of genesis when abraham with abraham god made a covenant that you will circumcise your children boys in so and within 7 8 days or something that will be a covenant with you and my you and me and that covenant was passed on to isaac that covenant was passed on to jacob everybody but here moses being from the from his genealogy he from the family of abraham he was supposed to circumcise his their son but he forgot to do that and god came to kill him That's why book of James chapter 2 2:13 says mercy triumphs over judgment. Judgment came upon Moses but his wife's action got mercy upon him. Why? Because how can a leader that's why many of the leaders ushering team worship team members I keep you telling if you are a leader and if you do do things which is not right with the word of God God how can God allow you to lead other people right that's why i talk about relationship that's why i talk about live uh, living relationship all this thing why sexual immoralities drinking alcoholism if you being a leader live the standards of the world how can God allow you to lead godly people Moses been opposed by God himself because he disobeyed and he did not circumcise his children and what was God God, God telling to Moses i think he was telling Moses i called you to teach your my people law and you are not keeping it it's pain to God some of the worship members some of the ushering team members leaders church members you want you say i have a ministry i have this and that and x and y and z and a b c d don't all numbers you have but if you are you living in line with the word of god if a blind leads a blind what will happen what will happen God is always careful about you. Sometimes when you pray you want something God does not give. Why? Because in his great love divine knowledge he knows that if I allow this to happen he will be distracted from. I want to tell you God came to kill Moses before that God made a provision for Moses. What was the provision? his wife i want to tell you by that he was telling to moses you know i'm serious about our business don't take it lightly 
those who want to serve him god said to moses moses you want to serve me my people serve in my terms and condition not on your own terms and conditions because i don't tolerate disobedience you are chosen to reveal jesus to the world in these last days my dear children you are the living manifestation the fifth gospel you are chosen to reveal jesus to the dark world jesus said i am the light of the world as long as i am here and now you are the sons of light become be serious in your walk with god
The moment you understand, you, you displease the Father. Realization of the hurting the Father is the greatest punishment. You understand? That is why David said, do not cast me out from the presence of God. Prodigal son came and said, make me the servant. And Bible says, father moved with compassion, received this prodigal. Father understood. What father understood? The father realized that his son realized his mistakes. And he came back. What happened? The father hugged him, ran. He never went out, went searching of him. But when he came, he ran to him, hugged him. That stinking, big smelling son. Hugged him, kissed him. I want to tell you, God want to hug you and love you and receive you like this father. No matter how much stinking you are in your sins. No matter how many times you have grieved the Holy Spirit. How many times you end up saying no pornography but end up in pornography. How many times when you said no to masturbation but you end up in masturbation. How many times you said no to sexual immorality outside marriage but you every daily you make a commitment and you fail there. How many times you said I will not lie but you still lies. How many times you said I will not I will not murmur or grieve somebody but you hurt somebody. How many times you said I will not gossip about somebody but you gossip about somebody. Come back to Jesus. All these days our agenda was what? What was our agenda? Linda, what was our agenda in prayer? Give me Lord, give me Lord, give me Lord. How many of you prayed? Make me Lord. Make me a servant. But do not cast me out from your kingdom. In Psalm 30 verse 9, he says, what is the profit? What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the death praise you? Will it declare your truth? See, you understood that. If I die and just go into the hell, go into the grave, can my mud, can my skeletons can praise you? Let me tell you one, one more vision to you. You are called to, you are called to praise and proclaim. These two are your job. Keep praising God and proclaim the goodness, the mercy, the grace, the love, the forgiveness of God to people. Come back, my dear children. And I know that I want to tell you, we cannot live holy life by our own worship team. Sorry, uh, ushering team for the Holy Communion. We cannot live holy life with our own, our own self, we need help. We ask him. When the, whole, when the prodigal son came, he, he, the, God, the father gave him what, Lillian? He gave him a robe. What was the robe? Washed. For, what, what is the robe? Now for Christian, washed and made white in the blood of his son. And who puts that robe into you? 
I tell you, when you return, God says, put him on, put the robe on him. Who put the robe? The Holy Spirit brings the robe washed in the blood of the Son and he puts upon you. So that you will not depend upon, you, are, you will not repent, depend upon your own righteousness that you achieved by prayer, fasting. You will be holy because you are in the coverage of the righteous God. God wants to put his holy covering upon you. The Holy Spirit. And then he brings the ring. He puts the ring on him. What is the ring? The ring of authority. The ring of sonship. The ring of adoption. When he goes, the Holy Spirit runs and comes back and says, he lost everything. No problem. Father, have everything. Father reinstates him. Puts up the ring. And then comes the sandal. Why the sandal of peace is given, the gospel of peace is given, so that your walk with God be right. Understand that? You know? How you can walk with the God? With a disciplined prayer. With a disciplined life. Bible reading. And then Father says, kill a calf. He begins a celebration, Rohingo. Who orchestrate this celebration? The Father Himself. Now, never is dancing. He Himself is dancing and celebrating. I want to tell you, He is going to celebrate you. Whenever you turn back to Him, this whole action is happening spiritually. The moment you say you repent and turn back to Christ, this is happening. I want to tell you, somebody. You come back to Jesus to have an intimate relationship with God. What is last thing? You are no more on your own. Holiness, as I said, achieved holiness. We achieve holiness. How you know? By praying, by fasting, reading Bible. These all are achieved holiness. But this time, <laughs> yeah. How many of you seen the bride with the white gown and walks on the on the aisle with the father's hand? How many of you seen that? How many of the girls wanted to be like that? Yeah, everybody. You know. And that robe upon the bride is what? I told you, the bride's the, the robe upon the bride is Wilfred. The the robe washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you know, I have seen many videos where when the bride is walking, uh, the groom started crying and dancing and everything like that. I have seen like that. I think sometimes it is not foolishness. I think when you walk in the aisle with the Father to the groom Jesus and he sees upon you the robe washed in his blood. He will lavish all his love upon you. Imagine that. Being a bride. Imagine when your groom, your husband lavish all love upon you. The moment he sees you with the robe washed in the blood of the lamb. The husband, the groom, Jesus. He will lavish all his love upon you.
remember Esther when she was in the purification and preparation time. The eunuchs and everybody uh, helped her to prepare a proper clothing. And then when he walked, she walked the king's heart what was upon her. And she, he said, I need this girl. And I want to tell you, when you walk in the eye with the clothes washed in the blood of Jesus, and he will see you, and he will, that's why he says, uh, he will love you, and he will, he will be eager. That's why Bible says, he will close the door. Why, you know? To lavish all of his love upon you. Somebody say hallelujah. That is the picture that you need to you, you need to keep it in your mind. If you are dreaming about marriage, if you are dreaming about your first night, all this thing you are dreaming, think about that the same natural thing supernaturally how you will be seen by Jesus. Verse 11 and 12 of chapter 30 says, you have turned for me, hallelujah, my morning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. Oh Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Repeated failures, recurring occurrences. That is your morning. Every day you make a covenant. Every day you make a resolution. Repeated failures. Repeatedly failing in the commitment. That, that is your morning. You know, every day you get up to know that you breathe Christ. Have you come across that? Repeated sins. Repeated failures. The things that you said you will not do, you keep on doing that. That is repeated things. And that is the morning period for a born again child. That's what exactly David said. I have sinned against you. And that separated God. And that separated us from God. But, but what happened? God turned that morning into dancing. Hallelujah. God turned that morning into dancing. The prodigal son's old cold cloth is gone. New garments are put on. Now when you come to Jesus, your old clothes are moved away and he put on a new cloth. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, what he says, the one who is in Christ is a new creation and old is gone. Everything becomes new. Somebody celebrate that Jesus. Somebody thank God for that because you have not put upon an old cloth. God has put a new cloth upon you. Somebody say, Lord, you have turned my morning into dancing. I will pray. I was failing again and again. Repeated failures. But you still turned my morning into dancing. If you are, if you are, you are, you, if you are serious with Jesus, I want to tell you, rise up and walk after him. Walk after him. After revival, I'm trying to bring a simple message from the, the Psalm of David. He's saying, you turned my morning into dance. What was he what, what was he begun with? For his anger is for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Are you there with me, children of God? Are you there with me? Seek his face. Seek his mercy. Close your eyes. Seek his face. Seek his mercy. Seek his help. 
Tell him, Lord, I'm serious this time. I was repeatedly failing and falling. I'm repeatedly sleeping on my mistakes. I'm not committing a serious return to you. I kept on justifying my sins. I kept on talking about you but not obeying your commandments. Today you spoke to me that you want to turn me into the image of your son Jesus. Nothing else is your desire. Nothing less he wants. I have to tell you today he will not accept something less than Jesus Christ. And that the Bible says the day when you see him you will be like him. Can you say Lord draw me closer to that intimacy with you. Lavish that love. A groom lavishes upon a bride when she sees a, a, a newly married beauty walks into his life. Deliver me from masking and fooling around. Today in church, after some time in the world, I am fed up of serving two masters. I want to turn and come back to me. I want to turn and come back to you, Lord. And I cannot come by my own self. Because your word says from the sunset, Free is free. I can do things by my own self, my father. I need your help. And this time I'm serious. This time I want deliverance, oh God. This time I want to obey your commandments. Turn to him, church. Don't seek the blessings of God. Don't just seek the blessings of God. Seek Him. Seek Him. Don't pretend like that you are a Christian. Don't sit in the church saying that you are the son or daughter of a pastor, so you are you have no problem, you have no blemish in you. No. You have a personal life relationship with him. Don't look here and there. Don't look to your ancestors. Don't look to your religion. Don't look to your society or don't look to your culture. Look to yourself. Say, Lord, I sinned against you. And I sinned against heaven. Forgive me. Forgive me. Are you there, 